You are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriting, screenwriters, and of course, the film and television business. I'm your host, Jared Dean Winchester, and welcome to 2024. Now, just to do a little recap, last year, I, at times, criticized the critics. Now, I also, I believe, I pointed out the backlash or the responses that I would receive from making that claim, primarily by saying that the critics are crap. And I also pointed out my reasons why. I also pointed out that I am not against criticism, just the destructive kind of criticism, which, by the way, I also pointed out, was also being given to all the creative practitioners and the filmmakers and aspiring screenwriters and or independent aspiring filmmakers to make the make it a little harder for them to get into film industry. But what I also want to point out is the fact that part of the problem they are contributing to, they meaning the filmmakers and the con- other content creators may have been contributing to the problem and causing them to take the easy way out with their content, putting a spin on something that happens every day and glorifying it. And one of the common examples that I have given was the boy meets girl premise. I will also need to point out that I do not by any way, shape, or form against this type of content, but I do find it boring when I watch this and predictable. Now, this is one of those things that I will agree with the critics on. I also pointed that out too last year. Now, what I want to focus on this year is something different. What I want is to focus a little bit more on reviews and what I also want to do is maybe understand where the critic is coming from and when I get the chance... I might put up an episode where this is talked about. I may bring in or interview a critic themselves to fill in the gaps. And I will share my thoughts on it. But one of the other things that I did point out is that something that 
the film industry or mainstream cinema doesn't seem to want to acknowledge. And that is the idea or the premise of the producers, the guys that fund the movies, the, the ones that finance the movies or other content in mainstream cinema, they are giving away their power, too much power to the critics, which I believe needs to stop. But moving on to this year, I want to take a different tone. We will not, uh, shall we say, focus too much on the critics themselves. But what we will do, or what I will do, is a few things. Now, I am planning on touching a bit more on the screenwriting side of things, as well as a little bit on the filmmaker side of things. Now, what I want to focus on is the misconception between audiences, the average Joes, that is, who have this misconception is that, oh, once you're in the realm of screenwriting and screenwriters and in the film industry, you have a lifestyle, a particular lifestyle. You have it easy. Well, I'm afraid not. Doesn't work like that. So what I'm going to do is when I come across a screenwriter or someone who is working in the, in the industry creating stuff, I will get their journey. Now, these so-called harsh truths, as some professionals were pointing out, are some professionals were telling you, the average Joe, the aspiring content creator, the aspiring creative professional, it is discouraging. What we really need to do is a workaround. Figure out a workaround. And the best way to do that, to move forward, is, as I pointed out in my last season of my podcast, which is during the latter half of last year, is to believe in your characters and your films, your stories. Now, if you do that, you are still going to piss off some critics. You are going to cause more ruffled feathers. You are going to cause more, criti more criticism that is not favorable, more criticism that is destructive. But never mind. What I'm here to tell you is that despite all of that, 
You can succeed. All you have to do is believe in your story and your characters provided you think long and hard about your ideas. Now, I've come to the realization in my life that this is entirely possible. And living proof of this is or are two filmmakers from India, South India, S.S. Rajmali, who has recently become my filmmaker of choice or my favorite director from Tollywood. But also, I still love Peter Jackson's work. Now, what separates them apart or what brings them two together is the fact that they believed. Peter Jackson believed in The Lord of the Rings. That's why it was so successful. As for movies like RRR, which is S.S. Rajamali's latest endeavors, now I'm pretty sure he's working on other patriotic projects. Now I say that because he has stated that he will be making films of a patriotic nature. Now, in terms of Peter Jackson, who has also indicated that he will always be making films situated in New Zealand. The locales, the location will be in New Zealand. I'm also pretty sure that the cast will be local, will be New Zealand picked. And I'm expecting to see great work from these two filmmakers moving forward regardless of what the critics think. Now, I'm paying no attention to the critics. I will not be complaining, nor will I be criticizing them. I've done that multiple times on multiple occasions last season, towards the close of last year. So, moving forward, there's going to be something different. Or there's going to be a few things different. So, to start us off, I have a segment here that will discuss, or rather argue, a debate, if you will, the pros and cons of physical media, the pros and cons of streaming services for your content. And when I end this, what I'll do is I will give you my personal conclusion on this. So stay tuned. This podcast is brought to you by Spring Whales Productions. Show them you. Welcome back. So, as I was discussing earlier, 
this is a that was a recap of everything that was done last season and the season before that in 2023 what i'm hoping is to do something different like i mentioned now i'll start with i'll start off the year with this one physical media versus streaming services which one is the best for you i will kick this off by telling you that i have tried to include as many pros and cons as possible to try to be a little bit more objective and i was able to come up with five pros and cons for each ultimately on the other hand after we go through these pros and cons i will leave it up to you i will leave the decision of whether or not you prefer physical media for content or streaming service for content after i've put out all the pros and cons now some of it may be confusing but i will explain my choices or rather i will attempt to explain my choices so here we go all right so we'll start with physical media the pros unlimited unlimited views so once you own the physical copy a copy of the movie or tv show because you've got it on you physically in your possession you can actually view it as many times as you like until something happens to the physical media what i will also say is uh, with physical media it does come in a protective case and i believe that's one of the things i forgot to add but anyhow there's a one off cost to own the copy whatever copy you're buying whatever of whatever film or tv show once you get that copy once you purchase that copy that copy is yours for you to own for you to view as many times as you like as long as you got the player it will play in any readily available player equipped to read the media ie if you buy a dvd you'll find a cheap dvd player to purchase and buy now and if it's a blu-ray and 4k maybe a little bit more expensive but yes you can find them and play now i heard this story that this is on youtube that best buy is getting rid of blu-ray and dvd players as the collection of movies on dvds and blu-ray shrinks now that is their commercial decision that they have made which is fine by me but you can still get them online on amazon or anywhere online that sells physical media any business 
that is in the business of selling physical media. The classic titles are still available or exclusively available on physical media that aren't available on major streaming platforms. Now, to expand on this, I found that when I was working for this producer about a few years, couple of years back, he sent me a list of movies to watch. What I found, I tried to look for the movies so I can do my homework and see what I can do in terms of coming up with the story. What I found is that at least about, shall we say, less than a third on the list was available on streaming, which I assume comes as a con, but I did have to source it out. I did have to find other streaming platforms. I couldn't, only available on physical media. So I had to rent that. Depending on the quality of the media, it can stand the test of time. So, considering how cheap it is to produce discs and to make content and to burn content onto a disc, now to transfer content onto a disc, it shouldn't be too much harder. But that all depends on quality control. Now, this actually goes for other companies that sell similar products or sell products in general, tangible products in general. It depends on the quality control, which will also dictate the longevity of the media. When it stands the test of time, that says a lot about the longevity of the media. Now, those are the pros for physical media. I'm going to move on to the cons. Scarce. Now, as more and more big box retailers shrink their DVD and Blu-ray collection, they're phasing out not only the physical media, but also the players that are required to play them. Now, I'm pretty sure streaming has caught on. I'm pretty sure streaming has its pros and cons, which I will get to, but let's move on. Now, this con is all, was also a pro. So it's a one-off cost to own the copy, which is also a con. Now, some people might say, I don't want to pay more than this or more than a certain amount. But what they also tend to say, that there are people that buy a copy. There are some people who just watch something once and they just forget about it. They just shelve it. They just forget about it and they never watch it again. So for those kind of people, 
the once-off cost might be too much. Could be a con, not but not always. But I've put this down as both a pro and a con. So the next con on the list: the physical media can be damaged, oftentimes pretty easily. Like for example, your DVD or Blu-ray that you paid good money for could. Have scratches. But also, the more and more modern content that you have, that you can see, that you hear the hype about, unavailable on physical media. You have to switch over to streaming. For a lot, for people who insist on consuming content on physical media, this is a huge con. Constant user attention to maintenance is required. Now, what I mean by that is sometimes dust can get on your media. Sometimes you you have to like maintain it by cleaning your discs to make sure they're in tip-top condition in top tip top like peak performance is i think the terminology is and they are operating at peak condition i.e. flawless playing so that's what i mean it's now so depending on how attentive you are you can be great at maintaining your physical media sometimes you can be sloppy Sometimes you can be poor at doing this. So, most of the time, for the average Joe, it could be a con because they can be not pay attention to this. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it does happen, as I've seen. Now, so, those are the pros and cons of physical media. Now, I'm going to move on to... The streaming service. Now, this is the pros. Accessible at the tap of a finger or the click of a mouse. This is the content. So you can simply click on a content, a movie, or your TV show and start playing right away. A plethora of content or a pantheon of content to choose from depending on the streaming service. A range of plans, which also include 4K content, allowing you to play 4K content. Now, the cheapest plans, they don't include that. That could be a con, depending on who you are. Compatible across one or more computing platforms. Now, I do have to clarify this. I'm talking about desktop computers or tablet PCs that you would consume the content on via a web browser. Or if you're using a tablet like an iPad, you need a, to use the web browser app. Now, I'm not exactly sure how many people are using Android tablets. I don't know. But regardless of the tablet device you've got, it should come with a dedicated internet browsing app application. Maintenance of content is the job of the streaming 
platforms. Now, this alleviates the burden of doing this as with physical media from the user, from the end user, and puts that responsibility on the streaming platforms that have that are providing you with the service. It's their job to maintain the content. So that's the five pros for streaming. What I'm going to do is I'm going to move on to the final thing, cons of streaming service. Now, it consumes bandwidth. Now, if it's 4K content, it consumes more data. May not be a big deal if it's full HD or standard definition. May not be a big deal, but it can be a big deal. So if you're on one of those plans that has limited download speeds and limited upload allowance and limited data allowance for the month. And it also depends on the content you watch, you consume. The amount of content you consume dictates the bandwidth. Streaming services can choose to remove the content for a few different reasons. Now, this happens with streaming services like Netflix. Now, this could be because of space constraints on this their storage service. That's the first reason. But the main reason I believe this is happening or this happens is because probably they've decided to not to renew the license or the studios that have produced the content are charging licensing fees every time a customer like you or me or an end user like you and me stream the content. They are charging the streaming platforms. So they can make a commercial decision to remove said content. Even if this is your favorite, it can be axed off the streaming platform. And the last con of the day is maintenance of content is the job of the streaming platform. Now, they can, I put this in the con section as well, because, let's face it, to save money, the providers, the streaming providers, can cut corners. Let's not jump the gun here. Let's not avoid the elephant in the room. So, having said all that, my personal preference, I am leaning more towards physical media. Now, I'm not going to tell I'm not going to say that I'm going to defend this until death. No. Truth be told, I'm going to minimize my consumption of media online through streaming services. So today, I can confirm that I am subscribed to about two streaming services. Now, even though it rotates, depending on not just the mood, but depending on the content. Now, that's, that's the whole thing. Streaming services, you get to switch 
depending on the content. Now, you're still paying a monthly fee. What I will also say that with physical media, you don't have to do that. Once you got it, you set, you're set. So my personal preference, stick with physical media as long as possible for as much as possible, which is what I'll be doing until the day finally comes, until something better comes along, something better than streaming, something better than physical media. Up until then, physical media is my choice. So with that being said, thank you for joining me. And I'm thanking all my listeners for sticking with me this far into 2024 for the whole of 2023. So thank you for listening to the first ever episode of 2024 of Saturdays with the Story Dude. Until I talk to you again, don't forget to turn that page